Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And I'm going to be teaching you guys today a little something that's dear to my heart. Um, it's called... Uh, from religion to relationship okay and it's something that I used to teach I used to tell my students when I used to teach at a private school that this is what I'm teaching them because the, the course was called religion okay but I would tell them look even though it's called religion you know it's I'm going to be teaching you about relationship you know, how to have a relationship with Christ and we're going to be doing you know short little Bible studies or short little studies um, you know, probably on a weekly basis or maybe a couple times during the week. I, I'm not really too sure how this is going to work, to be honest. Uh, I'm just going to go by the feeling of the Spirit when He wants me to go ahead and, and put these up. Okay, so the first thing we're going to be talking about is from religion, religion to relationship. All right, and I'm just going to read you a little, a little text. It says, the word religion can sound cold and stifling like a bunch of rules that stop us from enjoying life. But God wants much more with you than stiff adherence to a long list of laws and regulations. He wants you to have an abundant life found not in religion, but in a relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, and the power of His Spirit. Here are some Bible verses that we're going to show you uh, just how much God wants to know you and uh, to know you and you know to have that relationship with you okay religion tries to bog you down with rules and this and that and everything I mean yes there's a certain point to where okay you know we need to follow what God's word says and so we're not gonna sin we're not gonna fall into traps of sin we're not gonna stray away from God and everything you know I mean in the marriage there's there's rules laws whatever you know, and that's with any relationship. You know, you don't want to cheat on your wife. You don't want to hurt her. You don't want to do this. You know, you got to take care of things in the house. You got to, you know, you got to help. There's certain things we need to do in our relationship. Okay. And that's the same way it is with God. Okay. There, there are certain things that we need to do. Okay. Um, and the Bible really talks a lot about it. I mean, if, especially if you go into the New Testament, you're reading the New Testament. And the Old Testament is more about the actual laws of God uh, compared to what the New Testament is. Yes, it does talk about the laws. It does talk about, you know, the commandments of God. And once we hit those points and we get to those maybe in a later time, um, then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through, you know, a little... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, outline of different things on just how to have a relationship with God, how to be closer to Him, and how to have that abundant life. Uh, actually, these are some of the topics. I'm going to just go ahead and read them to you. From relate from religion to relationship. That's what we're going to be starting off, and that's going to take I don't know maybe a couple of weeks, uh, depending on how long these teachings are. Uh, prayer, the great conversation. 
choosing joy and finding peace, abundant living, and that would be the end of those little sections, okay? And this is going to take us a while to get through. This is going to take us, you know, I don't know, because there's small little uh, sections in it, so, you know, in the scriptures. And I'm going to be teaching off of the scriptures. I'm not going to be teaching off of a script that, you know, that's in in this, you know, this outline. So, you know, I'm just going to go with the Holy Spirit and, and teach you what it is that needs to be taught, okay? So, let's go ahead and start off with prayer, first of all. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to teach and to give guidance to those that are needing the guidance and maybe want to learn how to have a relationship with you that don't know how to for some reason maybe they've been stuck in religion and religion has been bogging them down and telling them you know you have to do this 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 and this well we're going to look into your word father and, and see what it is that you have to say about having a relationship with you and how we can go about doing this, Father. And I pray that everybody here will be blessed and that they'll take everything to heart. And I pray that the words that I speak will be your words, not mine, Father. That you will speak through me and to teach everybody here, even to teach me, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so, let me go ahead and turn on the light here so I can actually see. Alright. So, first of all, what we're going to be looking at is God's love for you. Okay, that's going to be the first thing. And we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 12, verses 6 through 7. Okay, verses 6 and 7. So, if you want to take out your Bible, if you can, uh, I don't know where you're listening to this at. But go ahead and uh, turn to Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. Alright, and it says... What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Okay. Let me go ahead, and that doesn't sound like it's the whole thing. I just kind of took bits of, uh, of this, so let me see. Six through seven, it says... What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins, yet God does not forget a single one of them, and the very hairs in your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid, you are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Okay, so, basically, God is telling us here, okay, that, that all this stuff in the world, yes, He created it and everything, you know, he created the birds, he takes care of the birds, He's taking, he, he created the grass, the trees, the, the waters, he created everything, okay, and yes, it's all dear to him, it's all, you know, he cherishes them and all, and everything, and he cares about them, but the thing is, is that God created us so he can have actually a person to love, so he can have a relationship with someone. Yes, he has his angels, but his angels, I mean, they're there to worship him. They, in a sense, how can I say, don't have free will, even though that's, that doesn't sound fully correct because of the fact, I mean, Satan, he was an angel of God. He was the, the leader of the praise and worship team up there, and, and then all the followers that followed him that, that fell with Satan. 
I mean, they had the free will to choose to to not follow Satan, and they ended up following him. So the thing was is that Satan wanted to be like God. Satan wanted to be higher than God, and God cast him out. He's like, uh -uh, I don't think so. Boom! So he cast him out, and all the other angels had a choice whether to follow Satan or follow God, and they they chose to follow Satan. Okay. So here God's telling us, yeah, you know, all these things, you know, the birds and this and that. He takes care of them, whatever. He goes, but you know, God cares more about you, and that we are more valuable to God. He cares about us so much, just like a father cares for his children that will protect his children. You know, he's gonna be there for you, even though sometimes it might feel like you know you're alone or whatnot. You know, you shouldn't because God is always there. It's just the things of the world just kind of pull us away from Him a little bit, or put that shield up, block us from feeling Him, and you know it makes it rough sometimes. You know, and so it seems like God isn't there, but God is actually there. He's working, and you know He'll never leave you or forsake you. So He He is there. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Let's go to John three sixteen. John three sixteen. And everybody, this is a really famous scripture. You know, a lot of people quote it and everything. Okay, so John three sixteen. It says, "For God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish." But have eternal life. See, the thing is, is that here saying, you know, that you know, God loved us so much that you know Jesus Christ, who is His Son, was given as a as a final sacrifice for our sins, so that we may be forgiven for eternity. Okay, back in the day, back in the Old Testament and everything, um, people were required to sacrifice animals. You know, certain animals for certain things that they wanted forgiven you know it'd be anywhere from you know doves to goats you know to lambs and whatnot you know it, it's there was different things for different different animals for different things and the thing is is that God wanted to make it to where you know we didn't have to do that anymore and so what he did is that he gave the ultimate sacrifice something that he loved dearly which was his own son Jesus Christ and like I was saying back in the Old Testament it's like they were told that they were supposed to give sacrifice the best of their flock that without not spot or blemish something that wasn't sick something that was pure something that we loved you know, the animal that we loved more, something that we cared about a lot. You know, Abraham was going to sacrifice his one and only child that he had, his first son that he had at that time. I and mean, he ended up having another son, but of course, you know, but he was going to give the, the child that God gave him. God was testing him. And when God saw that Abraham was faithful, he stopped him 
and he provided a ram to sacrifice. So we don't have to sacrifice anything anymore because God gave us that ultimate sacrifice. And he did this, like, like the Bible says, so that we can have eternal life. For those who want to believe in Christ, and those who are in Christ, shall have eternal life. Okay, now I'm not talking about, you know, just because you believe in Christ, just because you believe in God, you know, that you're going to be saved automatically. Well, the thing is, is that Satan believes in God, Satan believes in Christ, but he's not saved. He's doomed to hell forever, for eternity. The thing is, is having a relationship, and this is what I'm teaching you, is having a relationship with God. Okay, it's all about relationship. Yeah, we can say, yeah, I believe in God, but then you're out there killing, stealing, destroying, having um, adulterous affairs, having uh, fornication, uh, doing drugs, getting drunk every night, beating, beating your wife, kicking the dog, and all this stuff. It doesn't mean that you're going to go to heaven. The Bible tells us, and this this is something that I, I really don't want to get into right now. But there's a lot of people that believe in the one saved, always saved thing. But the Bible tells us, and I'm just going to say this. Those who endure to the end shall be saved. To the end of when Christ comes, to the end of the world, when God comes and gets his people. So we have to endure until then. And be in that relationship with him until then in order to be saved. Okay? So, like I said, God loved you so much and he gave his son as the ultimate sacrifice. And those who don't believe in him, well, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're not going to go to heaven. Alright, let's go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. Galatians 4, 7. And it says, Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are His child, God has made you His heir. Alright, so... What it's talking about here is that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, okay, when we call upon His name and we have this relationship with God, remember we're talking about relationship and not religion. When we have this relationship with God, okay, we're no longer slaves. Slaves to sin, slaves to the world, slaves to Satan. Because we have given our heart to God. And we're following Him. And as long as we stay on that path, we're fine. We're protected. Okay? And we end up becoming heirs. And the heir that we're talking about is the blessings that God has for us. Okay, Back in the Old Testament, you know, when the Father would... Well, and even nowadays, you know, but back in the Old Testament, when the Father would pass away, He would give a blessing or pass on what the what he had onto his children. So, you know, they would become the heirs of whatever it is that he had. And that's how it is today with God, you know, is that when we're with when we accept Christ into our life, we become heirs of, of God. 
and he bestows his blessings upon us, you know, financially, physically, emotionally, uh, jobs, you know, we want a job, we want to we better our life, you know, whatever it is we're asking for, you know, God will provide for us, you know, he'll provide us with all of our needs, you know, and the Bible talks about needs, that he will provide us our needs, you know, and yes, he'll give us our wants, but he's going to give us our needs first. And when we want anything extra, you know, the thing is, anytime we ask God for something, He's also asking us for something in return. Okay? He wants us to do things for Him. We can't just sit on our butts and not do anything, but we also got to do things for Him. Okay? If he tells you to go talk to this person and tell them about Him, or just to give them money or to prayer, or, or whatever the situation is, then we need to step forth and do that. Okay? So blessings come as we do work, you know. It's not like, you know, we're just sitting out in the corner and begging for money. You know, we got to actually go out and do something. If we're able to work, go work. If, you know, you're able to go out and talk to people, go out and talk to people. If you want to do it through the Internet, talk to them through the Internet. But God's going to speak to you in different ways in order to be able to talk to other people. He's going to ask you to do things also. Okay, and the blessings will come. The blessings will come. They'll come within time. Okay, and His perfect timing. When we need them, there there'll be there. Trust me, it's happened to us a lot of times. Financially, we've needed something, and we're like, oh man, you know, it's what's going on? It's not happening. Is God not hearing us or whatnot? And all of a sudden, bang, finances come in. You know, a check comes in the mail that we didn't, we weren't even expecting, that we didn't know about. You know, money came to us one way or another, and our bills got paid. Our gas, you know, for our vehicles to get to work, we had extra gas. You know, just different things. Okay, and that's the thing about being an heir of God or being a child of God that He's going to provide for you. It may seem like He's doing it at the last single minute, but it's, He's doing it at His perfect timing. Okay, let's go to first. John chapter 4 verse 10 First John chapter 4 verse 10 and 11 And it says This is real love Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Wow. <laughs> and this is a lot of what I see in this world. So many people say, yeah, I serve God. Yeah, I love God. Yeah, I have God in my heart. But do you see the love coming out of them? Do you see them showing love to people? Do you see the fact that, you know, they're walking as Christ walked? You know, the thing is about being a Christian, and a lot of people put Christianity as a religion, and it's not a religion, it's a relationship. It's one who is Christ-like, one who does as Christ did, who walked as Christ walked, and everything. And that's another teaching in itself, you know, is, you know, gotten Jesus said that he's going to his father and that we are going to do greater things than what he did. 
you know and sometimes I don't even see that because there's so much hatred in this world and so many people that claim that they love God but then there's no love they hate the world they hate people they hate everything they hate their job how can they have love if they hate everything I don't understand that it's 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 weird it's yeah I know it, it doesn't make any sense to me let me um let me read you something that God gave me one time and it hit me really hard and um, it was it was during a, a hard time that I was going in my life and everything and it it was rough for me you know I mean I came to a point in my life where I hated people because of a situation that happened Okay, but let me read this to you. This is something that I sent to my pastor, and I actually put it on Facebook, too. It's called, God is Love. I mean, the Bible says that God is love, right? Okay. God is love. If, we, if we're full of God, then we're full of love. If we're full of love, then we shall love man just as God loves them. If we are full of God and His love, then we will have compassion for man. When we have God's love and compassion for man, then we will heal the sick, raise the dead, and pray for those in need. And I'm going to read a little something. I'm going to read everything, you know, what, what, I, what I have here. And I'm keeping this too as a reminder for myself. But I want to share it with you guys. And this was this was a while ago. Okay, um, it says for about a week I hated people, didn't want anything to do with them, uh, didn't care anymore. Then God spoke to me and healed my heart. He reminded me of my calling and how He wants to use me. My compassion is now growing for the hurt and loss, those who need healing, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. He told me to start stepping out so he can use me for what he has called me. And I said, so be it. Uh, today I read this in an e-book that I'm reading called Divine Healing Made Easy. Go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and preach the kingdom. But do it for only one reason. Your motive should be an overwhelming love and compassion for those in need. There is no other legitimate motive for healing. Wow. And the thing is, that is so awesome. Especially in the time of my life that I was at at that time. You know, God opened up a door for me to... Because I'm a massage therapist. I'm, I'm in... I'm in the business of healing, helping people to heal. And with my calling as being a healer, um, you know, of course, God heals through me. I'm not, I, I'm not the one who actually heals, but His power is what heals, but He uses me. I'm His vessel, okay? So don't get it wrong that I'm saying, oh, I'm a healer. I Everything I touch, I heal, whatever. No, 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 no. You know, it's the power of God that's within me. That allows me to do what it is I do. Anyways, God opened up a door for me to to work as a massage therapist on post 
with soldiers who are hurting, who have PTSD because of the war and everything that they've gone through in the war and whatnot. You know, and it's a perfect opportunity for me to transfer that healing anointing, that healing power, that healing energy from heaven through me to them. And there has been so much progress in a lot of the soldiers. I mean, the pains and the aches that they've had, you know, I've helped them to heal in it. You know, I've helped them to take it away, you know, and everything. And it, it's awesome, you know. And, you know, I, I love it. You know, God opened that opportunity for me. So that's one way that I'm able to help those who are in need, who need healing. And they're needing healing in, in the biggest way, you know, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So this gives me that opportunity to do what it is that God called me to do. And there's other ways, other venues that I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm called to do. Um, and everything. So, But, you know, I hope that this teaching has blessed you. I hope and I pray that you will take what it is that was given to you and work it into your daily life and to, to help you. You know, to bring peace into your life, to bring healing into your life, to teach you how to have a relationship with God the way that we're supposed to. And we're going to we're going to continue this. Like I said, it may be on a weekly basis. I may do it a couple times a week, just depending on how I'm led to do this. Okay, uh, but we need time to work these little sections by section. Okay, a little bit at a time. We need time to be able to work on these you know it's just like homework that's been given so this homework that I'm giving for you today is you know to help others okay just as first John 4 10 through 7 says you know that we need to love each other okay we need to love each other Show God's love. If you say that you have God in your heart, that you love God, then you should be full of His love and you should be showing love and compassion for others. And when you do that, oh my goodness, it will change your life. You'll have compassion for other people. You'll understand their pain. You'll, under, you know, you'll want to help them with their pain and their hurts. You'll want to pray for them. You'll want to, you know, help them heal oh wow such a beautiful anointing right now just there's a lot of peace that's over me and then with the music that's going on right now oh my goodness it's it's just awesome but until next time I will let you go for this week or for this time um, I pray again that this has blessed you and please share this message with others that way they can be blessed also I pray that uh, you'll have a blessed week blessed weekend and I pray that God will touch your hearts dearly and to help change you and that you'll come to understand about the relationship and not religion be blessed
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.